You're listening to the Full 10 Yards of Britball podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Yes, welcome in and one and all. This is the full 10 yards at Britball podcast. Week five has just become and gone. And we've taken we've decided to take a little time off um and, and reconvene our tour of the UK. Yeah, if for anyone that's been following the podcast or the uh, the socials for a little while, obviously before the Britball season started this this year, we obviously went up and down the country, went to Sandwell Crew, uh, amongst yeah, Merseyside and amongst uh, loads of other other teams as well. So if you are new to full ten yards, welcome in, obviously. Um go be sure to go and check those out on our YouTube channel or yeah, podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get those, so you can do those. But today, as you can see in front of me, if you are watching on the YouTube, we are joined by uh, Darren of from the uh, head coach of the Darlington Steam. Darren, uh, full ten yards, a warm welcome to you. So, how are we doing? Thank you very much for having me. All good yourself? Uh, yeah, no, we're, we're good. Do you, do you prefer Coach Mitchell or do you prefer Darren? How how are we how are we how do you want to do whatever you like, whatever <laughs> you like, whatever you're comfortable with. Cool. All right. Well, well I, I don't know. Whenever I get coaches on, I always want just, I mean, I only played for a year, but I always, whenever I see an offensive coordinator or a head coach, I always, I always just have the the urge just to call you coach. So we'll we go with coach. So Feel free. Uh, I think it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't want to be uh, crossing any lines. That's that's for sure. <laughs> um, cool. Well, see, uh, yeah, welcome into to the full 10 yards. Obviously, it's great to have uh, teams like in yourself on, on, on the show. But for, yeah, Darlington's team aren't, aren't necessarily one of the more well-known teams in the, in the Britain's mm-hmm. field. I think it's fair to say. Um, but before we get into the team themselves, uh, a bit about you, how you get into the sport, you know, playing, coaching, uh, and then how did you end up where you are with the head coach Darlington? Well, basically, I come from a football background, not an American football background. I was a football player for a long, long time, and I coached from the age of 17 um, at various levels. And how I got into the American football side was a friend of mine had signed for Gateshead Senators, and I just went down and watched him. And I've been watching the NFL for a short while on night shifts and things like that. You know, passes pass the time away as it does. Um, I was really getting into it because I was falling out of love with the other football. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, it kind of bridged that gap. And it just, I just, Ripball just kind of took me straight away. But I started asking a lot of questions and just, just that's, I think that's just the coach inside of me, you know, that mm-hmm. was already built. Um, and then the more I got into it, the more I was watching it, you know, it was a case of, hang on, I wouldn't mind, I might have to crack at this. And mm-hmm. it was on a night shift with, my number two and also co-founder uh, Lee Howard, who were on a night shift, and we were just like, if we were on a team, how would we do it? You know, everybody has that conversation. It's not only a drunken conversation, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah. is on a night shift. We've got twelve hours together. Let's pass the time, and we were talking about it all the time. And then it was on a New Year's Eve when Brian Carmichael, who was with Northumberland Vikings now, uh, but formerly the DC Presidents, got in touch with us and said, "Do you fancy?" running a, a part of a satellite team um, alongside the DC president. So it's going to be some youth from us, some youth from DC, merging them together to go and, you know, do the youth games. And I think there was a couple of other teams uh, in that satellite which didn't really take off. But we managed to get quite a few. Well, I'm saying quite a few. We got enough players to get going. And uh, it just it kind of, everything snowballed from there quite well. Um, surprisingly well, to be honest. 
And, you know, we, we kind of built the team based on what we'd seen elsewhere. Like, without being disrespectful to some of the other teams, there was a lot of learning what not to do. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, but yeah. There, I mean, obviously there was tons of what to do. Do you know what I mean? But there was a couple of things. It was like I wouldn't do that if I was running a team because it's either unsafe or it's just not part of my ethos or a, a value, if you will. Yeah. Um, and it was the same with Lee. And we just built this team from there, really. And it, it like I say, it started off as a youth satellite team, which then merged into how can I put it? The youth kind of fell off a little bit. So then we went in the flag because more adults were getting into it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so we had more because we were having to turn adults away. And we were like, oh, we don't have an adult team. We've only got youth, and mm-hmm. we were kind of restricting ourselves a little bit. Um, and then we just thought, you know what? Why don't we just try it? We don't have the funds for contact, but why don't we try doing a? You know, we'll, we'll knock a flag team up. You know, it's it's a skill based side of the game. It's a fun side of the game. Yeah. Um, Let's get the lads some. Let's get the lads some matches because at the end of the day, there's no point in training constantly. No, with no, no end product, and that, no. that and, and that's how I went with the flag. And we've done it for two seasons. We won a couple of games, and you know we lost a few, and you know, but the lads really enjoyed themselves. We enjoyed ourselves, and that kind of the the youth start and the flag start is what catapulted into now being at the adult contact team. So mm. it's been a bit of a road. It's been a bit of a journey, but it's been enjoyable all along the way do you know what i mean so yeah. um but yeah mm. long story um, short, yes. yeah yeah so i've got two questions one serious and one non-serious obviously you said you, you you've kind of fallen out of love of football but who is who is your team is it was it darlington or is it uh are you a kind of a newcastle sunderland Dun- my geography's not great up in that that part of the world <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Middlesbrough, I'm Middlesbrough, okay, so, right yeah so i'm a, I'm a borough fan yeah i want to say i want to say i want to say teesside that's the one. There we go. There we yeah. go. Not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the second one, obviously, you know, you, you said about, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of getting a the theme of coaching's kind of always, you know, without being cliche in, in your DNA. What kind of drew you to the coaching side of things? Is it something you do outside of football or, you know, prior to, you know, the soccer, as, as it were? What, what, draws, what draws you to coaching? Because you seem to have quite a, a strong uh, coaching vibe to you. Oh, I've got, I mean, it, it, the sporting backgrounds ran through my family, to be honest. My dad was a was a football manager for years and, you know, he, he's, he's ta- he taught me a lot, if I'm honest. I know it sounds a bit cliche, but he was probably the best man manager I've ever played under. Um, yes, he was my dad, but he was, he was brilliant at what he'd done. So when I decided to stop playing, through various reasons, I made a lot of mistakes. And the, the, these are the things that I've took into my coaching. Um, and that's why I got into coaching was because I knew how to manage because I was taught well, but also because I wanted to put right the things that I did wrong. Sure. If that yeah, makes yeah, sense, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Because um, I was I wasn't a nice guy, shall I say, when I was younger. <laughs> when I was so yeah. I wanted to, I just wanted to do things the right way. You know what I mean, and make yeah, sure yeah. that my players did things the right way, hmm. um, and hopefully that's reflective in in the team. I mean, we, we seem to get on with everybody who we who we play against. We always, always have seen. We've had a couple of skirmishes, but who doesn't? It's the nature of the game. Um, but we seem to get on with everybody. You know what I mean? We always seem to leave a, a decent impression. And you know, I hope that's the case. Anyway, do you know what I, mean? I don't know if it was yeah, yeah. Like that, but it seems to be the case. So you yeah. know, and, and yeah, 
that's pretty much yeah. That's the coaching part of it. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, I mean, fair play to you. It takes a, it takes a strong man and a big man to to say that they uh, obviously to to say what you've done and you say you've done you've done whatever you've done in the past. We won't go too far into that tangent, I suppose. But um, yeah, I mean, like I say, owning up to it and, and say making a positive out of negative. Matt, full full credit full credit to you. Um, so yeah. a bit more about uh, Darlington and Darren or coach. Okay. Sorry. Um, Obviously, again, not, it's not a well-known team. Do, do you just maybe want anyone that might be in the in the vicinity of Darlington or you know in travelling distance to Darlington? Do you just want maybe get quick, a quick run through of what you do currently offer uh, at Darlington? Because you mentioned obviously you started with youth and 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 flag and obviously now contact, but just maybe want to give a, a, a full run through of, of what of you do offer there. Well, I mean, Darlington's it's it's about forty-five minutes outside of Newcastle, so half an hour away from Sunderland. And fifteen to twenty minutes away from Middlesbrough or Teesside, um, and it's only down the road from Catrick Garrison as well, which is the military base up here, which is the biggest in Europe. Um, so we're just down the road from that as well. So we've got obviously we've got Gateshead around us. You know our local teams have got quite a few in the northeast now. So we've got Gateshead Senators. You've got Northumberland Vikings just up the road. You've got DC Presidents. Not to mention the university teams. So you've got Durham Saints, Teesside Cougars. Uh, Newcastle Raiders, Northumbria Mustangs, um, and we've also got a women's team in Teesside, we've got Teesside Steelers. So mm. there's a lot of football happening up here. That's not mentioned the flag and youth, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's um, there's a lot of football happening up here, which is exciting for the area. You know, I don't think the North gets a lot of, I'm going to put it, a lot of viewing, if if if, if you get what I mean. But mm-hmm. it's um, so I've listened to other podcasts and things like that, and. You can tell they don't know a lot about us, you mm. know what I mean, and which is fine. But uh, you know, the, the opportunities like this is what gives us an opportunity to put put us on the map, if you will. Do you know what I mean? Those fans too out there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, but with Darlington, I mean, what we're offering up here at the minute is you've got the adult contact team, you've got the youth team, which has always been in the background since day one, even with during the flag, it, the, the cadets were running, but they just didn't have games. We didn't have enough players. Um, it was very stops. It wasn't stop start. It was always on the go, but it was very stuttering, should we say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, we, like I said, then we had the flag team, which we've brought back. I'll get into why we brought it back in a minute. Um, so there's youth, flag, and adult contact. So we've got three phases of the team. Um, so it's one club, three teams running out of it. Um, but the thing is, the committee are very, are very concentrated on making sure all three are running alongside each other at the same pace. Yeah. So we've worked tirelessly on getting the youth into league status, which they've got now. So we're in league status. The youth have got league status. Um, and flag are going through their associate, which they're very nearly or should be nearly finished. Their associate status ready to go into the league in 2022. Um, they're getting games, playing tournaments. You know, they're, they're doing everything they should. And um, Coach Magnet or Drew Magnet, who, who's over there running the flag side of things, is doing an absolute stellar job. He's he's brought in. I mean, I think he's got twenty players on the roster at the minute, which is great for flag. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he's, he's got a high caliber of player as well, which is good. And he's got a lot of experience in the flag side of things. He's got experience in contact, of course. I'm taking that away from him. But his his knowledge and the depth of knowledge and the way he runs flag teams is why we kind of come together and made sure he was the one to take that forward, which was the right choice. Definitely mm. the right choice. Mm. Um, you know, we're proud of the work that he's doing and, and the other guys that are over there as well. 
um, youth. Um, we ended up bringing. Um, did you ever? Did you know about the Wooden Warriors? A team up here that was a school that was run by John Tate and Danny Keck. Well, they were they got their championship final for, for three, uh, three seasons or four seasons. I think it was three. Um, they, they missed out unfortunately, um, but they were a, a hell of an organisation. Great team, very well run. Um, but once they left school, they were at a bit of a loss. So they went to juniors, which I think was the Vikings for about for a while. Right. And then once our adult team came up, they got an opportunity to kind of come together again. So we, we, we've built a bit of a home for them as well. So sure. it's yeah. not just rookies and things starting out. We've got quite a lot of experience up here. Um, and those guys have come in and they've just they've kind of merged together again. Yeah. Um, but they've merged as part of us. You know, it's not a case of, you know, they're, they're the wooden lot. They, they get referred to that sometimes. And I've got me a bit off this week because I refer to them as that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, shout out Jordan McCabe. Um, but then he turned around and said, which I, I had a proud moment, to be honest, because he turned around and said, we're not Woodham anymore, we're Steam. Do you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, it's their, that was their childhood. This is their adulthood. And, you know, that, that bit was great. And it's, um, I mean, offering the three phases is something we wanted to bring in. Obviously, junior will merge into junior. We know what path that's going to take. We've got a lot of 15-year-olds going into 16, going into year 11. And eventually, once they've done that, they're going to have to merge into junior, and that's where the the crux of the team is. Mm. But currently, we start we recruiting again, obviously with the season coming up, and um, there's some thirteen year olds coming in. So now that next phase is coming into the youth. So we're looking for longevity, of course, as any team should. If you're going to run a club, your longevity's got to be the key. Um, and I've heard a lot of things with teams in all the sports that I've been involved in is, you know, we don't want to see people walk away from the sport, and rightfully so, right? So this is why we brought flag back. Now, it was seen on UK-American football scene, Alan. He made a comment. Of, um, they brought flag back, which looks like it, it makes him, it unnerves him a bit because... Teams in the past, I think, have had a contact team, brought flag in, and gone backwards. Right, yeah. Which yeah, I understand. Yeah. I understand yeah, yeah. that. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the way we are doing it, I mean, we've got maybe seventy players on our adult roster. I'm not scared of that. I'm fine with that bit. Um, I'm very comfortable with the numbers, and they're going to keep recruiting um, because of our, the, our catchment area, which again I'll get into in a second. But the flag came back because there was players that left because they were injured doing contact. They left after one season. Contact wasn't really for him. Um, you know, whether it was old injuries coming back because of the contact or whether it was, it could have been their job role. It could be, you know, there's various reasons why. And we we thought, well, why don't we bring it back? Contact's not for everybody. No. You know yeah. what I mean? So I wanted to go, right, oh, the we, sorry, wanted to go, right, let's give people another option. All right. And see if some of those old players return, which they did. So a lot of our old players have returned and gone into flag and loving it. A lot of new people have come in, not want to do contact, but they want to do the flag. Great. Now we've got a team. Just off those two reasons. Not to mention the the contact players that want to do flag as well, because they still want to, you know, they, they want to play minute football that possibly can. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's why we've got a squad of 20 in flag. Do you know what I mean? So it's it, it there's, there's lots of options here, 
and that's that's why the three are ran the way they are. Um, if it came to women's football, I'm more than happy to have, you know, an agenda. But, you know, I'm, you know, no, I've never closed the door on that. You know, I'm more than open for that. I mean, we've got a, a lady on, on the books at the minute, a lady called Charlie, and happy days, you know. But so, but some might just want to play strictly women's football. Well, what yeah. we do is we send them to Teesside. The reason why I send them to Teesside is, one, I don't want to step on any toes. Two, we've got a good relationship with them. Do you know what I mean? Their coaching staff have played for us or are playing for us, some of them. And, um, you know, again, it's just that that team relationship. Yeah, so we don't yeah. need to build a women's team because there's already one available. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, as far as recruitment's concerned, I mean, we've got the catchment area we've got. So you've got Teesside, you've got Stockton, you've got the likes of Redcar. Um, I mean, I don't know if these places are familiar yeah, to yeah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you've got Yarm. You've got Downton itself. Then you've got Richmond, Catrick Garrison, obviously the military base, and then Durham itself. I know there's a team in Durham, but we do have a couple of people that come down and play for us, you know. Um, but the fact that we've got Catrick Garrison, biggest military base in Europe, we've now we're now recruiting from there. Um, mm. More and more players, more and more players are joining up because of word of mouth. As well, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. and it's not just that. There's the RAF mm-hmm. a, a stand to dip the toes into our team, and I'm I'm chuffed a bit with it. Um, so the recruitment from COVID, which is anyone's fear, was going to be: Are we going to have enough numbers going into this 2021 20, season? Should it happen? We didn't have a problem. We didn't have a worry because we done a rookie day straight away, and I think we had, I think it was something like thirty. I'm saying rookies, half of them were from uni level or other teams, but we still brought them down as in a rookie class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and then the other half were rookies, rookies. They had them until the snap in anger. Um, and so the, the, the more experienced ones kind of merged into the team quite quickly, and the majority have stayed. I think there must be about two, maybe three didn't stay, which out of the 15 of those is a great... It's a great yeah, take, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but the rookies, rookies, we've there was only one that hasn't stayed. You know what I mean? And nice. the reason yeah. I think I think the reason for that is, is we run a rookie class. Now I do it myself and my number two do it, which is Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, we we do it because we run a program on a it's a rookie program. They do not touch anything where the, the let's say the first team. But they don't go in there with them, right? That's something for them to aim for. So we kind of dangle yeah. it down a little bit. And then we have a four-week program. Now, they'll learn the basics of tackling, blocking, ball security, catching, throwing, everything to do with the game, all right? And they'll learn it until they know and are confident of what they're doing. So at the end of it, on the fourth week, we sit down and we have like a bit of a... We have a list of questions that we just ask and they just answer them as a group. It's not a pass-fail thing. It's just to make sure that things are bedded in, right? Because, you know, I feel that's the way it should be done, if anything, for player safety. Not mm-hmm. only for yeah, themselves, yeah. but the players that, the, uh, that they're going to go in with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and it seems to work. Well, I mean, if, 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 we, if we're holding or retaining 
like a massive percentage of it. I mean, was it looks like what ninety something percent of that rookie class has stayed and suited up for for the game against DC. I mean, you know, th- that speaks for itself. To be fair, yeah, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, it's great to see, like I say, yeah, a lot of teams. And say we'll get onto this season in a minute, but yeah, you've seen the amount of teams that have struggled with COVID and yeah, mm-hmm. players going away, players injuries, players, you know, obviously, yeah, uh, what have you. But yeah, it's, it's it's nice to see that there, you know, there's kind of a, there is teams out there. There is a blueprint to say, okay, yeah, you, you know, you can do your rookie sessions and you can retain seventy-five to one hundred percent of the people that, that come down, or you know, you mm-hmm. get. Like I say, you get twenty people on a on a on a flag uh, a flag team that you know cro- that cross over, and it's great to see again for for an area you know for myself. And I'd say I hold my hands up. I don't know too much about that that part of the UK, and um, yeah, yeah it's, it's good to know that it's kind of in good hands. Like yourself, you know, say you're clearly you're clearly passionate about you know, getting getting it done the right way. You know, there's so many teams out there that you know will be around for a year or two years, do it the wrong way because they just focus on one specific facet, and maybe they have a couple of others available. But you know, they don't. You know, to paraphrase, don't care as much about one facet as they do the other. And it should, like you say, it should all be raised um, in, in equilibrium with with each other, which you've done there. And like I say, you, you're bearing the fruits of of that with with your know, squad numbers participation and what was it been like financial wise you know again uh, again another another issue with with covid is people losing jobs and not being able to afford to play how has it been with, with darlington on the financial side to obviously keep subs down because it's not again same with running an adult team it's not the the most cheap the cheapest sport to run but how, how have you how's that side kind of been handled um it, it's surprisingly well um I mean, it was obviously a massive concern of ours. I mean, the committee had a few meetings over over the COVID thing. What should we do? You know, obviously we took the decision, which every team's taken, of course. I'm not taking sole glory of it. Um, it obviously suspending subs and things like that, which I think took a lot of pressure off them, which it yeah. should do. Yeah. Um, but we we only charge twenty pounds subs a month, so it's not a massive number. Five pound a week, you know. It, it's like. I mean, you get that with grassroots kids yeah. football yeah, in the yeah. FN. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and what obviously what they get back, you know, I, I don't know if, if, if they feel it's worth it. They must do because they're paid. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and they're down every week. So, yeah, absolutely. Know, yeah, yeah. There's something happening there. Um, but obviously, with with the way that the league structure's been, with it being more localized, I mean, people have kind of ummed and ahed about the season, and you know. Did one in prem teams going up against did two in associate teams and this side and the other. I understand all that football side of it, but when you look at the financial side of it, which is a which is a key component to the longevity, I think what they've done is spot on because that's where it's helped. So travels down because that's the expensive one. Obviously the rest fees are up. You know they're, they're not up, but the you know the rest fees are, are still there, which they should be. Um, your venue fees are going to be up there. Well, the venue's got to run somehow. Do you know what I mean? So you're going to have to pay that. But it's the travel is the big one. Yeah, Obviously yeah, absolutely. So say, so last, in the 2019 season, when we were travelling to Scotland, we were in a coach, we were going up, great away days, we all love the away days. Um, but if we were to do that again, we'd have needed a minimum of two coaches because of the social distancing issue, which then doubles your, 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 your travelling fee. I mean, it was 550 quid. To go up to Scotland, well, you're looking, you're now looking at four figures now, minimum. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. you might need the three with the way the numbers have gone. Do you know what I mean? So, with that, with us not having to pay for travel, you know, that's helped us in abundance. 
you yeah. know so now we can get more equipment we can get equipment for for the youth and get equipment for the flank and get equipment for the adult you know with the youth just taken off well you know now we can start looking at can we help them you know what what can we put into that i mean we're doing a gofundme thing i'll plug that at the end but um to get them started but you know the, the it's financially it's helped us mm-hmm. Yeah. Big oh yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, I say all the teams I've spoken to that 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 sentiment's echoed. Yeah, pretty much every team I, I've I've done. And mm. I say, uh, yeah, they will have its um have its, its drawbacks. Obviously, playing in the the way, the the way the season is done, and you know, you've got teams that are dropping out because they're you know the the div two teams, if you like, going up against the prem teams are just mm. it's, you know, getting overpowered, getting injured, and obviously, you know, yeah, not necessarily because it's prem versus div two, but you know, you've got guys that haven't played or done sod all for eighteen months and. It's like hamstrings, hamstrings gone like that, and like I, said, yeah. I, I barely struggled. I get, out, I struggled to get out of bed in the morning. So let alone playing, let alone playing sixty minutes at wide receiver. Like that's not that. <laughs> um, but let's let's talk about obviously the, the, yeah, again. I'd love to get into to flag. I, I mean, I mean, I don't think there's enough hours in the day for me to try and get my head around flag. I mean, as much as I'd love to talk about it, I just know mm-hmm. pretty much sod all. But uh, hopefully, they, they say it's got a, a, a fairly decent air, and I say hopefully it's something I can like, expand expand into as the as mm-hmm. the years pass. But let's talk about the adult contact team for, for now obviously you've played one game this season uh obviously mm-hmm. one 38 38 nothing uh what, yeah. what, what were you what were your expectations going into the season obviously yeah you with the realigned divisions you, you kind of it's a mishmash of all all the teams in the local area so you've got um you've got northumberland uh on on the docket yeah what mm-hmm. what's what was what, what, firstly what's your expectation expectations going into the season into the season it was a case of i mean we've made a lot of changes in, in during covid so the off season if you will so I've changed some of the coaching staff. I've swelled some of the coaching staff. And it's helped with the lining of, obviously, the, the mass recruitment that we had. Um, so the expectations were, to be honest, just I was just happy just to see what changes have been made and are they productive. If not, you know, because we, we changed the whole way we trained. Um, again, this comes from my coaching in normal football, is we used to do... So we used to do a 12-week development rota, should we say. So for the four weeks, this, this is how we do it, all right? So say for the first three weeks, we're working on an inside run, all right? So the whole focus of the, the day is working on inside runs. That means the offense do it and the defense do it. All right, the defense obviously working on stopping the inside run. Yeah. So then that breaks down into positions. So on the on the development sheets that we have, it all lines up, it all matches up. So the positional groups now know exactly what they're working on that's going to build up the inside runnership. And then the fourth week is we'd run a scrimmage. Let's see if it works. If it doesn't, right, you know, away we go. So then the next four weeks could be outside run, it could be play action, it could be the pass, it could, you know, but it all it's all for the development of the player. It's all bite-sized chunks in development for the player. So we we've done that for a while, and obviously we had you come out of the first lockdown. We went straight. We went into fitness and conditioning. I mean, I have a PT myself, so it was right up my street to get them going. Free sessions for them at the end of the day, um, and so they got the fitness and conditioning up. Obviously, they're coming out of lockdown. They needed it openly and admit that they, they wanted it. So we did it, um, and then went into the more football side of things. Um, so because of the development plan we've been going on. It was. I was intrigued to see because it was a lot of change we made when out, out of the night 2019 season. You know, it's not just the like I say. If you get what I'm saying, it's not just the it's it's a, a multitude of things. It's coaching staff. It's development plan being brought into into the into the 
into the way of doing things, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, change of play, a lot of new players, uh, just a different ethos around around the team, a different attitude towards how we're going into training and building towards games. You know, having more team meetings because we're, we're on Discord, so we have all of our channels are on there. Yeah, yeah So we have yeah. a lot of team meetings. Coaches' meetings are more often now, do you know what I mean? And there's just a lot more interaction, which has it's helped the development's helped in a lot of different ways. So I was intrigued in going this season just to see what what's changed. You know, has anything changed? Has it changed for the better? Has it changed for the worse? I don't know. This is where the test is. Yeah, um, yeah. and thank I mean we, we obviously it's only been one game. And I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket, but there was a different, there was just a different vibe. It was a different team. Got you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah, of the yeah. same players, a lot of the same players, a lot of the same coaches, but it's just a different feel about the place. A bit mm. of belief, I think, um, a belief in themselves more than anything, which in the 2019, we done very, very well in 2019. Yes, we lost all of our games, but we weren't defeated. You know, we always played to yeah, last. Yeah. yeah, we already yeah. had that bite about us. So I was always saying that you were tough to beat. What are you going to be like when you start winning? How yeah, difficult yeah. are you going to be to beat then? You know what I mean? And that's what we kind of kept going over and over and over. And they got that win. And because it was zero for a while, they didn't want to let that zero go. They wanted that duck egg because we never, we hadn't won a game. You know, which is one of those things. It's just part of the growth. You know, but we won the game. We won it well, but we won it clean. You know what I mean? The, the, yeah, the, the yeah. game was yeah. a clean game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, DC come out with a few injuries and, you know, the sympathies are with them. And obviously, with what happened to the Vikings game with them as well, you know, the heart goes out of them. Um, and I hope they do. I hope they do bounce back from it because um, I want to play them again this season. You know, because I do. Like, we've got history with DC and it's a very positive history. Um, with them just coming back in the league, I want them to stay there. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want, I don't want what's happened to other teams happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean for the season, I mean we looked at Gateshead. You know, we played them in Associates. Um, the Beatles. You know, it was a good game though. You know, it was a good game. We got a couple of touchdowns on the board. Um, and we played Vikings in a scrimmage, um, a controlled scrimmage, which was an eye opener for us. But we still managed to kind of go toe to toe with them, which I was happy with. So I'm very intrigued in going to the next game with Northumberland. I mean, I know they've got a new head coach in Bryce Stevenson. Mm. Um, so I'm intrigued to see how he works. Because I knew the previous coach, Kevin Kevin Regan. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm intrigued to see what changes they've made because obviously I don't know yet. You know mm. what I mean? But I'm no. just I'm looking forward to going up there and playing. And the team have never played. We went as. I've been at the Vikings as the Vikings when I was running youth at Satellite and when we did a bit of junior. But yeah. I've never took my adult team up there to play sure. them as as my own team. So it's it there's a lot of kind of sentimental things going to be going on, I think, as far as the game's concerned, personally. And I'm sure it is with my other founders as well. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by this season, if I'm honest. Hmm. Yeah, we're a fifth-two team, but you know, it's it's intriguing. Well, yeah, it's, it's certainly be interesting to see, like I say, yeah, the the marker the marker would be to see how far you come again when you play Northumberland. It'd be interesting to see, like I say, you've obviously played control scrimmage. That's obviously slightly different, but you know, just you mm-hmm. know, you, you go out there, nothing to lose, and you know, the, the team obviously seems to have the confidence and and like as you say, the bright. So, you know, 
did yeah, go and score, try go and score, try and score a couple of touchdowns. I know Bryce, you know, Bryce, Bryce knowing being Bryce, he'll he'll be he'll be just as competitive as you will be. So hopefully, yeah, I say yeah, it'll yeah, be absolutely. a good game. Everyone, I say the team will have fun, and I say you'll learn learn a lot a lot from it. So that you know, take that forward then on to to twenty twenty two. Just a, a, a mention before we obviously talk on you know kind of the, the inner workings of the season. Do, do you reckon this is the season will will finish? Obviously, we've seen you know teams pull out even before the season started and you know Berry, Berkshire, Horton obviously won recent recently. Um your your thoughts on whether the season will finish and again your your thoughts on um yeah the sh- I would I don't I don't really want to call it shenanigans but there seems to be a lot of picking and choosing in some certain some teams and some areas of, of what they want to do and what don't want to do and I like say I'm not going to get political or anything like that but your you know your your take on kind of how the season's going because it you know, one week it's like all hunky dory and another week it's just like oh yeah, downgrades to scrimmages and then no, let's not bother at all. At all, which yeah. is not is not is not great for Britball, is it? No, it's it, it's not great great for the game. But unfortunately, it depends on how you look at it. So I've looked at this season as a preparation season for 2022 because that's yeah. hopefully when we'll be in our right division with the teams that are supposed to be in there with us, so we can go and be competitive. Now we're being competitive this season, obviously, because well, why would you go into a game and not be? But you've got to look at it as a season of friendlies. That's if you look at it that way, it's it kind of downgrades the frustration towards it. I think. Yeah. yeah you know what yeah. I mean. So um, that's that's how I'm viewing it. It, but we prepare. We're preparing for each game as any game, anyway, because that's just it's it's good habits um, as a coaching staff and play and the playing staff as well. It's good for the mentality, but. The whole the season as a whole, I mean, the teams picking and choosing who they're playing against and who they're not playing against. I mean, I'm not going to tell any other team how to, what I think they should be doing, but, but I mean, that's that's it. That's it. I mean, that's their choice. I don't. I try not to get involved in the politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. I mean, yeah. there's enough politics yeah. in the world at the minute, yeah. and it, it's the game's there to be enjoyed. And I think that's. I think I think those that. Are picking and choosing their games, whether it's uh, an associate or division two or division one, division one team picking. You know, I'm not going to play against the prem team because we'll get mauled and it's going to be embarrassing. And it's going to knock the confidence of the players and this that, and the other. I can understand that, but then I can understand the frustration from the prem teams saying, "Well, we need games. We want games." Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? We'll probably yeah, yeah. We'll play uh, what this that, and the other. But I think what that comes down to. Is a good relationship between the two head coaches. That's where they've got to sit down and sort that out. Yeah. Um, you know, if 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 I was feeling that way about the game against Northumberland, then I'd pick up the phone and I'd talk to Bryce about it. Me, me and Bryce have spoke, you know, about exchanging game film and you know, good luck for the season, this side and the other. Um, but we're gonna go into it like any other game. And I just hope I hope other teams kind of use common sense. In regards to, you know, understanding why a Div Two team might not want to be playing the Prem, but vice versa as well, that Div Two team's got to understand why the the Prem team's going to be a bit peeved about it. Mm. It's 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 one of those. Which one's the right answer? There isn't one. No, no, it isn't, and there's not. I'm saying it's 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 a bit. I mean, I, I've not 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 looked into it too much, but no, you know, teams that have you know been a bit uh, pinnacity about what they do and don't do, and mm. yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't see anything in the way of repercussions. I mean, again, they might come out you know later on in the year or, or whatever in, with regards to 2022 season. But seemingly, you know, mm. if, if teams can do this without you know any consequence, then you know they're, they're going to do it. And yeah, you know, there are there are genuine teams out there that have 
have injuries, they can't you know do it, have, don't have enough players or whatever. And again, like, mm. we could we could go on for for hours about you know the ins and outs of of what should and shouldn't be doing each team. And like I say, each team is different. And like, say like yourselves, you, with you, you've got you know, the influx of players that you've got, and you know, you've got the luxury of you know seventy adult contacts, twenty flat you know, flag teams. And I, I fully appreciate that there's so, there's some teams out there that maybe have 30, 35 on on yeah. uh, on adult contact teams. So again, not, yeah, we're not we're not in a position to say, oh, you know, you should be fulfilling all those fixtures because it's not as simple as that. But uh, it, yeah, it's just a bit annoying to see you know some instances where you know yeah, so, oh, we're not we're not we're just going to forfeit this game and or we yeah, we're mm-hmm. just going to put out and then yeah, we've played two games and we don't really fancy ones against against the higher teams. But yeah, we can we can pick all that apart when the, when the season uh, finishes but um just outside outside of obviously your your division do you keep in contact with any you know, do you keep your eye on on different divisions do you keep obviously not necessarily the, the divisions that of, of 2021 but you know of 2019 do you, you know, any particular teams that you kind of look out for root for head coaches you have good contact with outside um, yeah, of your there's, division? yeah there's a few i mean it's like so in a we played the only team we played in the northeast was gated so our other our other teams were against Lincolnshire Bombers, uh, Yorkshire Rams, um, Holton Spartans, and Furness Phantoms. They were our resort. They're the teams we played against. Obviously, Furness have unfortunately folded, which was a shame. Yeah, uh, they were they were a nice little outfit, Furness. Um, Holton, I had a very good relationship with them. Um, unfortunately, one of our players broke his arm in a game there, which there was a question mark over. But there was no animosity between myself. The other head coach and their GM who all got on really well at the time, but them two have left unfortunately yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we had a very good relationship with Holton. I mean, I was gutted when they pulled out because they they, they were they were a club on the rise. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They got, totally, yeah, yeah. They got they got to the final, you know. And I went there. We we played in the Clyde during our season, and obviously we had a good relationship with Holton as well. So it was a good game for us because it was two teams that we liked. And unfortunately, you know, well, unfortunate for anyone really, there's got to be a losing team, but. Holton lost in the Clyde got won and got promoted and mm. you know I thought well Holton will get this next season obviously yeah, yeah. didn't see Bova come around the corner but um, I was looking out for Holton's results Lincolnshire Bombers very good relationship with them um, I always like to watch and see how they're doing um, they've been one of our players that transferred over there because uh, he previously played with them years ago when he was at university down there Um but yeah, I mean, the teams that we played that I've got talking to, um, I mean, even through youth. So there's like Manchester Titans, we played at youth level. We played, we, you know, we played very, oh, various teams, to be fair. Sheffield Giants, we played them at Flagon. There's loads of different, we've played a lot of different teams at different levels. Yeah. But because I played against them and spoke to their players, spoke to the coaches, this, that, and the other, I, I still look out for, for their results. But obviously, it's the, the Prem teams I don't know a lot about. So I couldn't tell you about London Blitz and the Warriors and things like that. I'll yeah. look out for London Olympians to see if they're doing well because one of my coaches used to play for them in the in the 90s. And he, uh, yeah, he, he, like, he, loves his, he loves his London Olympians, bless him. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he, he played for them there. And I'll look out for them because obviously I know that he, he's got that good familiarity with them. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's a few that we look out for. But, you know, I don't know a lot about a lot of the others, unfortunately, but something I want to do, which is why I watch these podcasts. 
why I'm, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's the point we, why we, we do them. Like I say, it's just good to, yeah. for, for me. I obviously know a few about, I know quite a lot about the, the Scottish ones. So I lived there for a couple of years. And I know a bit about the, the southern ones because obviously that's where I'm from. But like I say, northeast or, you know, I know a little bit about the north, the northwest and the midlands because I've kind of interviewed <laughs> them. But like I say, yeah, northeast, it's always, it's always good to, to learn, learn, meet new people and learn about new teams. And, and like I say, give you guys at least a platform. So if you, if you get one person that comes down because they watch this podcast or seen our social media to sell, you know, and you've, you know, you've eloquently explained kind of what's going on in, in Darlington. And mm-hmm. I'd say if I was down, if I was in the vicinity, I'd at least come down and say hi and, and all the rest of it. But obviously, I'm, course, more, than, yeah. I'm more than two hours, more than two hours away, so I can't uh, put that one past the, but past the missus. But never mind. Um, uh, listen, listen with this then, uh, Coach. Um, obviously, COVID has played a massive factor in the last eighteen months, and obviously mm-hmm. played a, played a bit in this year. Do you, do you think that there'll be any any in twenty twenty two? Do we think that was to have kind of the same impact of COVID, or do we just think that it will be handled uh, as if it's it's just any kind of any other day, or yeah, how how do you think it will, it will impact next season? To put it easier, do you think? Do you think we will revert back to maybe the divisions of, of twenty nineteen rather than have a repeat of of twenty twenty one? I hope. I hope that it reverts back. That's, that's what I was yeah. alluding to earlier. That this I'm yeah, using yeah. the season as a preparation for twenty twenty two. So I'm planning on it going back to normal. Um, if it's, I hope it does. We don't have another season like this. You know, I don't want another what I'd count as a friendly season. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's going to frustrate a lot of teams, especially yeah. as we were saying earlier, the Prem and Div One, and it'll it'll frustrate it through the throughout it all. You know, down to Div Two and even Associate because they're still learning the ropes. Do you know what I mean? We've only been in it for one. We've done an Associate season in 2019. We're still learning the ropes. You know what I mean? The, the teams that are going down five years down the line are still learning. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's hard for them because they've times have been thrown into the mire of it and saying, "Well, swim," you know. And I, I hope that I do hope you know that things do get under control. I mean, I'm not too positive as it stands at the minute. Um, with all the cases that are coming out, I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous at the minute, and obviously the way that they've opened the doors to. You know, everybody can mingle. But this is the thing with our team is, and I'll keep talking about the team, obviously, because that's what I do with day in, day out. And, um, we've upped our COVID protocols because of the doors opening. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what do I... My number two, he works yeah, for the NHS facilities guy, and he does all the tested centres and all the... You know, he, he does it all. Um, and there was a player... Uh, whose helmet was too tight, so he said, oh, "I'm not wearing that." And it was a, an injured player sat out, so he turned, so he goes, "Can I borrow your helmet?" He's like, "Yeah." So, but my number two grabbed it before he could, and just got the hand sanitizer and just doused the helmet. Like, and I mean, it was <laughs> swimming. Seriously, yeah. it was ridiculous. And like, and, and the guy was like, "Well, I can't put that on with all that, with all that in it." He goes, "We'll just let it dry." He goes, "It'll dry," and you can put it on. He goes, "Well, I just want to put it on." You're not putting it on. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes you just have to be that anal. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. over the yeah. top, just to bring the point home. Do you know what I mean? We said because obviously, like last week, our game got cancelled against Gateshead. Um, Gateshead had an outbreak of COVID, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and I hope they recover from that as soon as possible. Um, I hope they're they're ready for their next game with a bit of luck. Um, the players obviously that got positive tests. I hope you recover as soon as possible. Um. And I said to our players, because we had a training session instead, we just got to get proactive straight away. That's the way it's got to be. 
we'll focus on the next game, which is not Humboldt. Um, and I just said to them, look, I said, if we can go through the season without getting any games postponed, forfeited, cancelled, whatever, and it's not our fault from a COVID standpoint, that's a win for us as a team. All right, it means we're yeah. doing things right and we're contributing to getting things back to normal. That's how we've got to do it. Um, risk assessments are there for a, for a reason, so make sure you stick to it. Um, but getting back to obviously the, the initial question, um, you know, do I think we'll get back to normal? I'm hoping and praying that we do. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just want the world back to normal in general, not just from a football standpoint. Um, you know, people need to be, you know, I'm self-employed, so you know, I want to. I want that money coming in. Do you know what I mean? Everybody does. You know, mm-hmm. you don't look in your house working from home. I mean, some people might enjoy it. I think businesses are saving money from it. Um, but I hope, I do hope that we're playing Division Two football in 2022 against well, whoever's going to be in our alignment. So you know, the Gateshead and a few of the teams from Scotland that we've already played and got a good relationship with, and whoever's coming through associating. I'm, I just, I can't wait to play them. Because one, I'm going to be playing new teams. Two, there's a bit of normality back. And three, it's going to be fully competitive. Yeah. Um, and then we'll know where our benchmark is. You know, yeah. we'll know where our benchmark is as a team. But it yeah. just means things are getting back to normal and people can play the game for the reason they came into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And as I say, all fingers crossed and, you know, we, say we get back to kind of the, the normal divisions and as I say, it's a bit of a, yeah, we, again, we could be here for hours talking about the ins and outs of the divisions this year and how it's gone about. But um, mm-hmm. uh, we, we, we've got 45 minutes out of this. That's not too bad. Before we let you go, uh, Coach, do you just want to, how, how if, if someone is listening in the Darlington area or, you know, uh, side, you know, Middlesbrough, Sunderland, do you, yeah. do you get, how, how, how can someone get in contact with, with the team yourself, uh, Facebook, you know, all the socials and that kind of stuff, time to, to play well, with that? you got Instagram at the minute. Um, the flag team is um, at Dalo Flag. The adults and youth pretty much run through the main one, but we also we get we let the flag run through it as well because at the end of the day, we're, a, we're an organisation, not just one single team. Um, so that's just at Dalton Steam on Instagram. On Facebook, there's three pages. So there's there's Dalton Steam American Football Club, which is the main page. Then you've got Dalton Steam Youth and Junior Media page. And then you've got Dalton Steam Flag team page. Um, so whatever level you want to come through at, wherever, you know, wherever you want to give a go, there's loads of platforms there for you. Um, at the minute, the youth are looking, I want to plug this earlier, of course, um, is they're running a GoFundMe page to get their kits. So they want the jersey and bottoms so they can go out and look the part. So they've got their uni- uniforms, a big kit. We all like that, don't we? Yeah. Um, but they've got a GoFundMe page running at the minute on our Facebook pages. Um yeah. So hopefully get the, the those those kids suited and booted ready to get started, which hopefully shouldn't be soon. I think the sort of scheduling out um very soon. So hopefully we can get them up and running very quickly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, if you if you send me the link over, we'll we'll share that on our socials as well. But yeah, I mean you've got to look see, you've got to look sexy on the on the pitch, haven't you? You've got to look sexy. You, know, you, you know what I mean? And that's it, isn't it? <laughs> that's the whole point. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's all, it's all about that shade of that shade of uh, colour on the on the helmet and the on the decal and all the rest of it. Oh, there we go. It's the, the it's the silver tops, the you know, all the all the kits, you know, the shiny boots and gloves, you know. That's it. 
Yeah, I mean, as as far as Lego goes, Darlington's one's pretty cool. So yeah, I'm not going to begrudge, not going to begrudge, begrudge any 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 uniform GoFundMe's. So, um, coach, obviously, <laughs> yeah, thanks for, thanks for joining us. And so, hopefully, uh, anyone that, that might be listening to Darlington, if you do go down, please please reference full ten yards because that'd be great to, to know that someone went down because of this, this oh, little podcast. Awesome. But yeah, that would be good. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll share out obviously all the, the pages and all the bits where you can if if you are interested in knowing more about Darlington uh, on on our socials at F10WhiteBritball. Um, so yeah. We'll no doubt be joined by another team at some point in the future. And let's say, don't forget, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page and say at F10Y Britball on the Twitter if you do want to give us a follow. But again, thanks to Coach Mitchell. Uh, that's the Darlington Steam, all done and dusted. No doubt we will visit them again very soon. Obviously, yeah, best of luck for the rest of the season. Obviously, we hope to see you, you know, battling out in, in 2022 in Div 2. So obviously, we keep our eyes peeled for, for that. But in the meantime, we'll be back again very soon when we do this all again for the game.